He was the one cross-checked by Dylan Larkin. Here's Suter with a break. He's up. Sunquist driving the net. Suter right in. He scores! Wow, is he ever red hot? Goals in four of his last five games. And a shootout deciding goal in the other one. Chalk with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh -huh. Chalk with yeah. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Hello and welcome to episode 97 of The Fizz. Thank you all for joining us. I am here with the main men, Ice Cold Brew Lou. How we doing, Lou? Doing good, baby. Virtual meeting this week. Let's get wild. I know. Feels like COVID all over again. And we got Channy football with us. Even though the season's over, he still is Channy football all year round. How are we doing, Chan? Working from home today. You know the productivity. High as ever. Oh, yeah, buddy. Always hitting the grindstone. So, yeah, we are not recording in together for the first time. Like, I don't it's been like a year and a year, year and a half. Feels like a long time since we've been in this setup here. Um, so I'm, I got the Zoom going at home. Everyone's at their respective houses, and we're home because of the uh, ice apocalypse, I guess. But I had no idea this was even coming, nor that it it doesn't even seem that bad out, to be honest. No, me neither. This was news to me this morning as well. And uh, main roads seemed pretty fine. Was actually just buzzing around out there about an hour or so ago. Side streets a little icy, sidewalks a little icy. Watch your step out there if you're doing some running, some jogging, taking the dog out. I don't know who the fuck's doing that right now. But if you are, keep them feet underneath you. Get some grippers. I, I had a problem with some things. Obviously, it's way too icy for us to meet in person. Like, we have to have safety first. Like, that's obvious and apparent. We cannot all meet together today. It's too icy. But with that being said, why was school canceled prior to the school day today? I know a lot of school districts are, are on midwinter break or whatnot, but they canceled school and it had, hadn't started snowing, icing, raining, anything yet. Ice cold brulee. Are the kids that soft? Are the administrators that soft? What's going on? You're in the school system. You're associated with it. Sure, sure. I mean, and, and to answer your question, Chandler, it's going to be a hybrid of all those. The, and you know who that all stems from? The parents. Starting with the parents, whiny, wow. complainy, safety first, safety first, down to the administration. We don't want to get in trouble for anything. We want to keep our hands clean. And then the kids, they happen to be the bottom of the trickle down. So it just <laughs> keeps getting soft down there. It just stays soft. There's no hardening whatsoever. To answer your question, that's exactly what's going on, Chandler. And, and Lou, you were supposed to have uh, strength training today. Is that correct? We did, yeah. We had some uh, speed camp tonight at 8, but since school got canceled, there was no school activities allowed. Damn, so the kids just got a little weaker and a little slower today, huh? Yeah, to be honest with you, we're doing a Zoom meeting uh, for Offensive Playbook at 7.30 tonight, so we're oh. still getting it in. All right, at least they're getting a little smarter. Down, but yes, no, no physical activity. We're, we're going to go with the mental activities today. Mentals. I uh, I personally think you should get on and be like, hey, I know we were supposed to do a, a playbook training, but we're gonna stick with the the speed training and and just like <laughs> just like run like 
on and off camera. Like <laughs> All right, follow me with like a Peloton workout with the squad, right? <laughs> yeah. If you don't have a Peloton, just run in place as fast as you can. Yeah. That might be an oppo, dude. I think you should. I think it would really like set the psychological tone for the team. Yeah, so I, I agree, dude. We might have to mix in a couple just to keep the body loose, but mental days are just as important as physical days out there in the football field. A lot of wisdom. All right. Enough with like the press clippings and like trying to appease the public. Like you're a meathead. You want the pads on. You want Oklahoma drills. Like you're not talking X's and O's. That's not your shtick. I've transformed Chandler. I'm an X's and O's guy now. Get down to the nitty gritty. Find the problem. Make the solution. I'll I'll, I'll put this one on you, Channing. You kind of started it. You like asked what was wrong with America's youth to open the show and like put it on. Ice cold Brulu. Who's drinking a yellow jacket, by the way? <laughs> like I'll take blame for it. I'll take blame for it. That's all right. I'm good with that. All right, cool. Well, uh, so how how was your boys' weekend? Whichever one of you you know wants to lead off here. I mean, I'll lead off. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I uh, Friday was pretty tame for me, low key. Um, my, uh, my mom's birthday is actually this week, but they're going to Mexico, her and my dad to, nice. to enjoy the, the birthday. Yeah. So they left, uh, I think today or yesterday, one of the two, but I took my mom out for dinner on Saturday, actually ended up turning into a pretty, pretty nice little bender. So we went to, uh, we went to cruise and mirror. We sat at the bar. We got there early before the dinner rush around four 30 ish. And the service was fucking bad, dude. We almost got up and left. We didn't get any food for two hours besides soup and salad and bread. And all wow. we got was like a couple drinks. Yeah. And like, we're pretty simple people. Like we're ordering main stuff off the menu. There's not a lot of like this, that, and the other thing. We asked to get oysters because she's a big oyster person. So I like them a lot too. So we tried to get them. And they were like, hey, we don't have any, but we can run across the street to uh, Rochester Chop House and get mm-hmm. them for you. So we're like, all right, if it's no, no big deal, we'll, we'll buy them. If it is, then just forget about it. Ended up having to cancel them. Never even heard about the oysters again after we ordered them. Damn. And then literally, I'm like, like the minute we were getting up to walk out and like get it over with, we, like we talked to the manager. She was a bigger cunt than the guy serving us. I kind of felt bad for the guy. And... <laughs> It was just a fucking bad experience from that, that standpoint. Like it was good, uh, good, good time with my mom, obviously. But you know, we, we weren't gonna, we weren't gonna let Cruz and Muir fucking bring us down. I'll tell you that we, we ended up heading back East. We went to Boomba's, had a few shots over there at 24 and Van Dyke. If you haven't been there, pretty cool little spot, go check it out. Um, and then we ended up going to Hamlin pub for a live band Hammies. Uh, at around nine o'clock. So some eighties rock, um, some good drinks and good times, but ended up having, you know, a pretty good time to, to, to round off the night, but cruising the mirror service sucked. Let, let me interject real quick. Cause there could be worse places than, than cruising mirror to wait two hours and eat their bread. So obviously one of their, their things that they're known for is their bread. How many loaves did you have? I know they come in those sleeves. They have the sesame seeds on them. How many loaves of bread did you have while waiting? We only ate, we only had one. Like we, we barely, like I had to fucking scrape and crawl the soup and salad out of his ass. I swear to God, the soup and salad didn't come for an hour and a half after we sat down. Like it was, 
it was bad, dude. It were they bad. packed and, to the like, max? Manager was like, we we're like, hey, can you like help us out here? Like, what's going on back there? They're like, we ordered two fucking fish dinners, you know, off the menu at a fish place. You guys back there fucking catching them out of the creek or what? Right. You know, and she just was like, ah, well, that you know, it, that's how it goes sometimes. That's that was her response. I'm like, is this fucking trailer park boys? That's <laughs> <laughs> how she goes, buddy. So yeah, other than that, it was a, it was a good time. And then, uh, and then Sunday, dude, just, just tears of, of sadness, no NFL, you know, naked felt naked. Yeah. So Lou, tell us how you really feel about the manager. I know you didn't call her any names or anything, but do you have any actual feelings about the manager at Cruz Amir? <laughs> One more thing though. I do. How many heaters did you have? Because you were live snapping throughout the night. At one point, I saw you and your mom ripping a heater in between stops. How many heaters did you guys have? We actually only had two. The heaters didn't really come alive until after, until we got to Hamlin, um, and, and the and the drinks were flowing pretty heavily. But uh, wouldn't be a birthday if you didn't share a cigarette with your mom. That's a- what I always say. Amen to yeah, <laughs> amen to that. You should actually smoke as many as her age. You know, that's I think the honorable thing. That's what I do with my mom. Yeah. Frank, you know, you get it. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I get it. Yeah. hundred. Yeah. Sig's well, inside. You've had, you've had some memorable quotes today, Pizzo, about the problems and the solutions about it's not a birthday without having a cigarette with your mom. These are some, some great quotes to live by. Um, unfortunately I had a low key weekend again. I didn't do too much this weekend, boys. Just kind of laid low Saturday night, stayed local Pizzo. I know you've been here ripped up downtown Utica Saturday night. Um, one of those nights where you're like drinking, but not like drunk so you can drive home. And the Muldoon's bar scene was pretty wild. And by wild, I mean awkward. Um, there was about 10 or 15 people in there. I mean, they were ranging. I'm not kidding, guys. The, the crowd was probably 25 to 55. Between oh, these ten to fifteen, I'm yeah, ten. Up you're putting down, yeah, ten, ten to fifteen patrons, thirty-year age gap between patrons. So guys on the DJ booth, you know, ripping up 2005 to 2012 greatest hits, pretty good time, you know. But it started getting weird. We ended up leaving about 12:30, but the 20-something-year-old males started grinding on the 50-something-year-old females. Good. And that's when I knew it was my time to get out of there. So um, interesting scene in downtown Utica. But other than that, just laid low and and watched golf all weekend. What about you, Frank? I know you had a a big weekend this past weekend. What up, Iggy? Talk to us about Iggy. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, you know, Chandler, you're saying like, oh, man, you know, pretty low – low-key weekend, unfortunately. After the weekend, uh, I just had all I want for the rest of my life is is low-key weekend. So, so cherish those because I need I need no more weekends like the weekend I just had. Um, absolute blast. So went up to St. Ignace, Michigan for the Labatt Blue uh, Pond Hockey Championships. This year, first year in the 30 and over league. Um, I think I told you guys last week, like I was telling the guys – you know, let's go up Friday night because we're like 32 now and I can't handle three days of drinking. They all called me a candy ass. Uh, I I wish we would have went up like Saturday night and came back Sunday morning now because I am still like shaky and like sweaty from the weekend. Uh, don't get me wrong. Absolute 
fucking blast. But man, three days of just pounding LBLs for, you know, fucking 72 hours takes a toll. What do you think your LBL count was at? Uh, Dude. So, so going up there, we stop at Costco or on the way there, we stop at Costco and and me and my buddy are grabbing cases and there's seven guys on a team. So it's four on four hockey. It's shinny. So it's just, you know, it's like the little wood boards, but either way, there's seven guys on a team and he's like, what do you think? Seven cases. And in these cases from Costco are there's 36 racks. So we, yeah, we got, we got through those and then you buy some at the bar and like, I mean. So, I mean, the, the number, the limit does not exist. Like, I do not know. There was always a Labatt blue light in my hand the entire weekend. And then, you know, mix in, like, shots of Crown. The flask was getting carried around. Um, smoking heaters. Everything in between. But as far as the actual, like, tournament goes, uh, the bay was not frozen, as expected. We had to play on Chain Lake. Maybe unpopular opinion. Kind of maybe a 50-50 opinion. I kind of like Chain Lake a little more. Um, the bay is very like scenic and it's powerful, obviously, cause it's like part of the lake. Uh, yeah. but like chain lake is got, it's just surrounded by trees. It's just circled by trees. So there's not a lot of like wind going on. The ice is a lot thicker. It was a lot smoother. Uh, so it was great. So Friday night, Thursday night, you get up there, you tear it to shreds. You wake up Friday, you play around noon. So we played shorts brewing company at noon absolutely smoked them. They had no business being in the division they were in, beat them 14 to five. Um, then, uh, you go, you party Friday night, you wake up Saturday and then Saturday, you usually have a game in the morning and then a game a couple hours later. So we played in game two, the hat, <coughs> excuse me, the hat trick Swayze's was their name. Pretty cool name. Bunch of cool guys. Clever, clever. Yeah. There was actually two hat trick Swayze's up there. Um, believe wow. it or not. Yeah. So believe it or not, someone's thought of that name. So we beat them uh, in a close game. Cool guys again, like I said. So now we're 2-0. and It's a round robin. You play three games, and then you play a team from your other the other side of the division in the championship on Sunday. So we got one game left. It's a 2-30 game, and we're playing the defending champs who have already lost a game to the Patrick Swayze. So you're kind of doing the math like, all right, we should win, but they are the defending champs, blah, 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 blah. You go 3-0, and you go to the finals no matter what. So this was definitely the most exciting part of the tournament. It was Precision Edge Outdoor Services. That is their name. And they are, there's one every year, the local St. Ignis team. They are the Youpers. That is, this is their tournament. This is their, they know the refs by name. They all, they have a crowd up there. So you have the late game on a Saturday of this tournament, they have nothing to play for outside of pride with all their wives, all their friends, all their kids watching, and they're and they're playing us with a chance to go to the finals. Holy shit, boys. Donnie Brook broke out. Full on, like they wanted to fight us. So from the get-go, they're they're hacking, they're whacking. Uh we're getting a little chippy. We score some goals, and then they start crying. They start turning to the ref and they're saying things like Hey, you're tripping us. And if you get a penalty in these games, it's a goal. They just count as a goal. There's no like penalty box or anything like that. Like it's just a goal, but that really doesn't happen unless it's like an egregious trip or slash or whatever. So like it has to be something bad, bad. It's gotta be bad, bad. I mean, honestly, so there's a little mix up to, to start. So, so actually we score a goal and I think it ricochets off a guy's foot or something. And they're just like, you know, no goal, no goal. It went off a foot. They went off a foot. And I'm kind of like, all right. 
relax. Like that's, that's insane. Mind you, the ref is like a St. Ignace local who is 16 years old, holding a little score sheet, just tallying, <laughs> just tallying goals. Battered. That's it. That's it. It isn't like some NHL vet, like breaking up fights. They're not even on skates. They're on boots off the ice, tallying <laughs> goals. So they start yelling at this kid, a fucking kid, a child about uh, this goal going in. So whatever that happens, then we score a couple more. We're kind of getting a lead. We kind of feel like we're the better team. They score one. I'd say it's like four to one. And then there's like a play where one of their guys like falls. Okay. And they're just like, that's a goal. That's a goal. That's a goal. And you had like 13 people, grown men screaming at this like 16 year old kid. And he's like sitting there. He doesn't know what to do. And then that's when I get it all going. And I just, I just like stand up. I'm on the bench and I'm just like, Hey, do you guys just, do you guys just bitch and pray that you'll get goals? Is that how you win games? You just bitch and cry until like you think you can even the score. From that moment on, it was just, it was absolute, like, keep, keep, keep your fucking head up. Yeah. yeah. So it starts getting chippy. It starts getting chippy. I was wearing these, like, yellow glasses. Oh, it was actually the glasses I wear for Easy Street, for the 10 people that watch that. I was wearing those, <laughs> I was wearing those like, yellow, and what they are is they're, they're blue blockers, so it blocks all, like, white and blue light, so everything kind of glows. That's awesome. It's awesome on the ice. But whatever. I'm wearing those. So they're calling me fucking bubbles. They're like really like on me because I'm the one running my mouth the most. Anyways, a breaking point hits in front of the net where like I get in front of the net. The guy tackles me. Form tackles me from behind. And I'm laying there on the ice and I'm just like, you full on tackled me, man. You tackled me. And he's just like, that's on you. That's on you for stopping so fast. And I'm just like, what fucking logic is that? Another buddy comes in. That's it. Bench is clear. So now it's like everyone's running in around the net. One of my buddies gets grabbed. Thank God for like two of my friends just being like holding everybody back, like not escalating the situation. Organizer of the event comes running out, has to break it up, knows everybody by name. I'm like, what's this guy's problem? He's like, ah, that's just Lenny. He's a local. Don't worry about him. So... <laughs> Anyways, the game goes like that. We eventually win by a made-up score of six to nine to six. Like I know we beat them way worse than that. I don't think they scored six goals on us, literally whatsoever. Um, but we end up winning the game. And then, like, I'm telling you, during this game, they pulled my glasses off, threw them across the ice. I went to skate to go get them, and then they just started whacking them further away from me. Like it was, it was ridiculous, and it, I thought it was just like a complete joke. But then afterwards, of course, they all come over. They, like, shake our hands. They're like, boys, pretty tough battle out there. Way to fight. Sorry it got all chippy like that. Blah, blah, blah. We're cheersing. We're drinking beers. They see we're smoking a joint. They're like, hey, you mind if we sit with you and smoke that? So, like, we had this big fucking <laughs> Ignis Kumbaya after, like, this game with them. So, I'd say that was that was the highlight of the weekend on the ice. Um, so, shout out Precision Blades or whatever your name was. But... They were like ridiculous, and then all they wanted to do was be our best friends after. And that was the the game before the finals. That was the semis, and then we go into Saturday night, and and boys, like my lord, uh, Saturday night, I really just strapped her on as as hard as you could. You know, final night out there, you're really trying to put on a show. I had previously won a good amount of money on Thursday on the Red Wings. I took the Wings money line. I took them puck line. I took Kubalik to score a goal. He scored two of them. I had a lot of cash, and then I just I just drained the account on the Wings again, and then, of course, Michigan State. 
And then the next day we wake up, we have a game at 11:15. It's like hot out, 40, 45, way too hot to be playing hockey. We play this team called Beer Grotto, really cool guys. We didn't have the juice. They they didn't really have the juice either, to be honest, but they had a little more juice than us. They win 13 to 10. We lose in the finals. Um, by the end of that game, I there was like three games after us. I don't know how anybody could have played on that ice. It was full on slush and boot it was way too hot yeah i mean we were steaming like we took our we didn't even have hats on you know under our helmets after the game so end up going three and one first time in the 30 30 and over division we were pretty bummed to lose in the finals but happy with the effort we put in and off the ice um and i tell you i've never felt more 30 and over than i than i did after uh after this weekend talk to me a little bit frank about the uh the grit meter at that like tent on the ice that you guys like went to in between the games where they had like the live bands and like the booze in and the people watching looked pretty good there as well. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing like it. It's the most pure Michigan. It's more pure Michigan than you could ever even like imagine. So, uh, the setup there just for, you know, people who didn't watch the story or don't know, like they have the rinks all set up on the lake and then they have this giant tent and they layer it with hay and they put the tent and there's live music in there. And then there's pulled pork. There's, burgers, hot dogs, chili, soup, uh, merch, and just kind of like everybody, you know, hanging out and partying really. I'm trying to think, you know, it reminds you, it reminds you a little bit of like a, uh, like a beer tent for, you know, like a fair or something like that. Like mm-hmm. a, yeah. yeah, like a carnival or something yeah, like that. I got you. Yeah. And the, I mean the, the people you, the people watching in there is just, I mean, it's unbelievable. You're seeing the vintage Red Wing fans. I mean, there's a guy with a shirt on that said, like, you can't make it up. Like, you think you're making up this stuff? I'm not. Like, his shirt literally said, like, all I do is wake up and drink the dew, Mountain Dew. Like, that was a real <laughs> shirt that the, a guy – a guy <laughs> just stole that out of Chandler's closet. Yeah. Holy shit, it's a sad, sad existence. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> – no, exactly. And, and he was drinking a Mountain Dew. There's a chick with the rhino rod on her head. There's a chick with a strap on on her, on her forehead, you know, and you're just kind of like, hi, how, how are you – how am I supposed to have any res- any respect for you? You know, like, it's, it's, it's a lot of – it's a lot of that. Um, you know, but while you do make fun of some of the people there and the people watching without a doubt, uh, the event that St. Ignace puts on and a lot of the people there, um, that works as like their youth hockey fundraiser, you know? So there are salt of the earth people, pure Michiganders there, like who put on an amazing, amazing event. Uh, it's been going on. It started with 15 teams back in 2011. Now there's 80 teams in the 30 and over division alone, a hundred plus in the, in the 21 and over. So they put on an amazing event and they really are the salt of the earth people up there. Uh, you get a few that want to punch you in the face cause you beat them at hockey and you get a few that you just can't stop laughing at. But I mean, yeah, like the media that you're able to snag up there is unbelievable. That's awesome. Yeah. It's Frank, pre- Yeah. I'm dying to know. Yeah. Is the big boy open? The big boy's closed permanently. <laughs> Yeah. Come on. Yeah. It's it's uh it's dead to rights. There is no more uh no more big boy up there. RIP big boy. I know. We ate all of our meals at the casino like true degenerates. Did the bu- <laughs> did the buffet. I actually got made like a little side salad while being up there 30 and over shit and I was like this is the first time Maybe I've had yes. yeah, it's the first time I've had anything green up at at St. Ignis besides, you know, <laughs> That's a lie. Sm- besides that I didn't smoke it, right? Okay. Yeah. The um the one thing that'll be 
that I do want to note for this audience and especially for you two. And I did, I sent uh, the picture in one of the group chats here, but I could not believe when I came across the team called the Macomb County sewer rats and (laughs) the Macomb County sewer rats had a, they had a contraption they were pulling, which carried all their equipment with a stick rack on the side. It was custom made, custom painted black uh, sewer rats engraved into the side of it with their logo with a flag hanging off the back of like this angry rat with two sticks behind it. And they were the Macomb County sewer rats. They weren't the Macomb rats. You know, they weren't the Macomb County rats. They were Macomb County sewer rats. And I just was like, damn, that's the only team up here with a better name than us. We're the Did snakes. they look gritty? Yeah. I mean, they look like Macomb County sewer rats. Like that. Yeah. Okay. So the, their name fit their overall image. Yeah, like, I think you need to tell Chandler the uh, the backstory on the the sewer rats when you talk to them about their team name. Yeah, so uh, Chan, I mean, in our fantasy league, are you talking about our fantasy league? No, I'm talking about when you went up to the Macomb County sewer rats guys on the team, and you're oh. like, "How'd you get this name?" Yeah, so we ran into the rats, and I was like, "Hey, uh, you know, I gotta know why is your name? What's the origin of this name?" And they're like, "Oh, we're from Warren." That was Come it. On. Absolutely it. No explanation further. I thought maybe they worked in plumbing or or you know rodent removal. Right. No, they right. were just like they were just like, no, we're from Warren. Anybody from Warren out there? Don't be offended. I went to school in Warren. Like I, I'm not above I love Warren. Warren. Yeah, right. Okay, we rec- I work out of Warren. We, we record in Warren, so I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I just don't want to think that I'm like I'm just laughing at their self-deprecation of their home city. Shout out to the the Macomb County Sewer Rats from Warren, Michigan, a place near and dear to our heart, and a place <laughs> that still has a big boy. Yes, Warren, Michigan. Yeah, <laughs> and still. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, yeah, I know um, you mentioned in there, Frank. <clears throat> you won some money this weekend on the Red Wings. Yep. We talked about them last episode. We're like. Gosh, guys, we're going to have nothing to talk about. We can't talk about sports after football. Our teams have nothing to play for. You know, we said, hey, low chances of making the playoffs. Then Frank says, unless they win four out of their next five, sure as shit, they win four out of their next five. So I know you guys watch it more than me, Frank. What's your takeaway, Ben, these last 10-plus days as they kind of make a, a mad dash to the top? So let's back. I'm a little surprised at how nice you were to me there. Cause me and Lou, me, me and Lou <laughs> definitely did. I did see a graphic that had him at like two or 5% of making the playoffs. But I did say if they win, I said they have to win four or five or five of five on this road trip to have a chance. Sweet fuck. It actually happened. I can't, I truly can't believe it. Uh, you know, the one game they lost is the, Biggest bet I had all weekend, but whatever. Um, <laughs> was that the Kraken game? Oh, yeah. 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 That, was, that was a crackhead game. Um, I I think the team is really believing in themselves right now. Uh, I am shocked at, that this is happening. I was shocked that Larkin got as hot as he did. And then last night, he takes his stick and he whacks uh, Washington's best player in the fucking teeth. And gets ejected, and I said, we're in trouble now. We're in trouble. And then out of nowhere, Pew fucking Suter 
Barry's shorthanded, then Barry's again. Um, that guy has been absolutely on fire. Uh, and it just seems like if it's not Larkin, a new guy steps up each night, and then the con- the constant throughout all this is is Huso, the backstop of the team. He is playing lights playing unreal. out. Yes. And I just think now you're looking at the roster and everyone's actually healthy and not in rehab or whatever the fuck. And it's like, wait, maybe this, maybe we do have a roster here. It looks, it looks like the roster we had at the start of the season. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, they've been, they've been on a tear six of their last seven. Um, And another big game that stood out to me was when they were on the road trip. Well, I guess they're still on a road trip, but when they ended up taking down Edmonton in a shootout of all things, five, four in their barn, like, we have no business winning that game, especially in a shootout. No, no, I'm, I'm totally with you. That was probably the marquee win. Unless I'm like, I thought it was pretty impressive that we beat Calgary twice. I know they're not good, but we had just beat yeah. them. And then we, and we beat Vancouver yep. back to back, back to back. Yeah. You just, you don't see that, you know, like for a team that's like on the bubble. Uh, you know, one thing I'm looking at, I'm not as big of a Red Wings fan as you guys um, I did watch the Kraken game, really good game to pick to watch these last five games. Um, but <laughs> what I do see is um, how close they are and how many more games they have left than the teams yeah. currently in the wild card spot. So the Red Wings are two points back of the Panthers right now. They've got four games in hand. They've only played 56 games. The Panthers have played 60. And so then I said, okay, now, what does that look like? We have 26 games left. Are they on the road? Are they tough? 13 home, 13 away. So we've got our fair chance. We've got enough chances at home. We've still got a lot of chances on the road. But I look at it and I say, okay, Pittsburgh's same amount of games played as us. They have one more point than us. That's really our competition right now unless someone jumps up or we falter and lose three out of the next four. I mean, I'm not really worried about the Panthers right now. I'm not really worried about the Islanders right now. When we catch up games played with them, I feel like we should be at or above where they're at at that point in time. So I'm I'm focusing on a team like the Penguins who have the same amount of games played as us. I, I think – Yes, I am. I think what I'm doing right now is trying not to get too excited because uh, it's it's easy to just it, it's easy to get very excited over what you just said. The the Red Wings do have like, and I'm not. I hate to be the guy who's just like, hey, let's all calm down. But like, I think they do have the hardest schedule remaining in the NHL. The first or second hardest remaining schedule. I'm actually trying to look it up and right now. We're gonna run into yeah a lot of playoff teams and then. Everyone, we run into Pittsburgh. We're going to run into Florida at home. You know, it's going to be a steep road, but we're on the right path, baby. We are on the right path. And it's not like we've played pushovers the last five games. You know, these are these are contending teams from what I'm seeing. So, I mean, winning four out of the last five is not beating the bottom third of the league. You're beating upper seeds and top teams in this league, Stanley Cup contenders. And, and those are teams on the road, West Coast travel too. Right, right. Yeah, so so, so I am looking at it right now. Um, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right, Chandler. Like the math is there. They're hot right now. Uh, they've definitely been 
streaky throughout this season. So it's just what would what would kill us is, you know, like dropping four straight. You know, right right there is like you got to make up, you got to win those games that you have in hand. I mean, that's the most obvious thing you could ever say. But the Wings do have, looking at, I'm looking at it right now, the Wings do have the hardest strength of schedule remaining for the uh, for the rest of the season in the NHL. And but a lot of that too is when you play teams, right? It it's it, right. it doesn't necessarily mean uh you know cuz cuz th- I mean think of the NFL. You see the Lions on your schedule at the end of the year, you think you're cakewalking. Realistically, they were like that one of the hottest teams in the NFL. So, a lot of those stats they're just numbers. It's not what you're actually seeing on the ice. It's numbers and you look, they play Tampa Bay last game of the season is Tampa really, you know what I mean? Like that's a game where it's a tough opponent, but are you really playing that opponent? Are you playing that opponent's backups? Are they sitting guys? It's the final game of the regular season. One thing I want to ask you, is this normal in the NHL? I just looked at the Red Wings schedules. They have back-to-back games at Ottawa next Monday and Tuesday. So they play at Ottawa on Monday night, and then they play at Ottawa on Tuesday night. Like that's how they schedule scheduled it is that a that's not a reschedule is that not to my knowledge I don't think so I don't think it's I'm not like too shocked by it like you'll see it every once in a while like it's not the wildest yeah. it's not the wildest thing in the world um you know uh, was our Vancouver back to back were those both in Detroit no that was a home and home so that started yeah. that started the road trip so that made a little more sense than just okay. two at Ottawa right right mm-hmm. yeah no I don't know I don't I don't I don't think that's common, but no. I don't think it's something that doesn't ever happen. Right. I could yeah, be wrong sure. though. Maybe it, maybe it's rare as shit. But I we played a lot of teams back to back. But a lot of times it's a home and home. Yes. Right. right. Home and home is is somewhat common from what I'm seeing right now. Mm-hmm. Um. Couple things for the wings that I did want to note. You know, last night's game was was pretty fucking electric. Like Pew Suter played his mind off. Larkin gets his stick up. Fucking wax Oshi in the face. He got ejected. Uh, he got fined $5,000 for that. Pretty, pretty inexcusable. I mean, I keep saying it looked pretty clean, but like, well, how the fuck are you going to argue that? Why is this? I fucking hate when they fine them like five grand. It's like, <laughs> come on. Like if you're going to find them, find them. If not, like why the fuck? That's like, I just hope it goes, bucks. it should just go to like charity or, yeah, or like I, I the mean, biggest or like our podcast. It should just $5, go to us. It's like, come on, dude. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, and then more. Uh, calling out Red Wings Twitter and just Twitter in general. A uh, lot of reports. I'm doing the quote. I'm doing air quotes on fucking reports because no one reports shit anymore. Uh, it was big reports that Verona would never play again in in a Red Wings jersey. Sure as shit, he dressed last night. Uh, didn't really make any noise. He actually got laid out pretty early. He got fucking like smoked. I saw that. Yeah, but I did just kind of want to walk <laughs> through Verona's like, timeline since joining Detroit. So April 12th, 2021, we trade Anthony Mantha. We get Verona April 15th. He scores his first goal in his debut as a Red Wing electric September 30th, 2021. He has to undergo uh, shoulder surgery. He has to miss four to six months, March 8th. He makes his season debut and finishes with 13 goals, six assists in 26 games played more electricity. Everyone's so fired up. Next season starts October 17th. Uh, it's announced that Verona would miss two weeks due to personal reasons. I thought he, okay, got it. He misses for personal reasons. 
And then October 19th, 2022, Lalonde announces that Verona is not expected to be back anytime soon, and he's admitted to the player's assistant program. In the middle there, though, he scores. Like, he scores in our first game. I just forgot that. He sneaks he, one in mid-bender. He sneaks one in. That's what I mean. Yeah, he scores in our opening weekend. I remember that. I think it might have been the first goal of the season. I, I'm dead serious. I think he scored the first goal of our season. <laughs> um, December 16th of 2022, he returns from the player assistance program. And reminder, we still have no idea why he went in there. We've heard rumors on the streets. I'm not going to speculate. It is what it is. January 3rd and 4th, Verana is placed on waivers and then clears waivers and moves down to the AHL. Fast forward a month and a half. It is now February 21st, which is yesterday, and Verana plays his first game after since entering the player assistance program and is playing against the team that traded him, the Washington Capitals. What a fucking year. That's a journey. <laughs> yeah, year and a half, almost two years. An eventful 30 months in a Red Wings uniform. I mean, do, do you see him staying up and playing for us the rest of the season? I have no idea what Iserman <laughs> is doing or wants to do. I have no clue. Like, th- fighting for a roster spot on this Red Wings team right now is chaos. Like, he sat Zadina, who'd been playing well, who's a number six overall pick. He's not great, but, like, he has he has been playing well. Like, and then Kubalik has gone from like the first line to the fourth line like it's nothing. Scores two goals on Thursday night. He's on the fourth line come come a week later. Like that's who that's who this team is though, kind of right. Like our second line yes. guys could easily be on fourth line guys. Like no problem. Yeah, I totally agree. And and uh, it I got kind of chills before last night's game started because uh, Iserman was at the game. He was at the game. And it's just like, I don't know if he loves or hates Verona. And like, I can't tell if he's out there because he's going to trade him or he's out there because he wants to keep him. That's true. I think, I mean, I got to feel like he has some, like, he has to like him in some sort of the manner because he's not, he, he could have like easily cut ties with him a long time ago. Put him on waivers. Right. So, but he knew, he knew that nobody was going to pick him up mid bender or whatever he was doing. And his contract's a little large. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. It's super exciting, and, like, honestly, thank God. Like, I just thought we'd have nothing we to talk this. about. I thought we'd be kicking stones. If they could make – I mean, go all the way back to the first time we talked about the Wings. Like, we said if they can fight for the eighth seed, um, it would be a successful year, and if they made the eighth seed, it would it would be a successful year. Like, it would absolutely be, like – it would actually be an overachieving year, I think. Absolutely. Stepping stone, stepping stone. Iser plans more than one year, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think, uh, I mean, I think Boston's an absolute wagon and the top of the East is a wagon. It'd be extremely tough to win, but weirder things have happened. You get in the NHL playoffs, you guys know better than anybody. It's uh, all bets are off. Especially if Huso's playing hot and, you know, you, Forget about know. It. you get that hot goalie going into the playoffs. Like, you're you're a dangerous, dangerous team. Look at the Blues, baby. Yeah. Won the fucking cup. We just got to get tougher. We need someone to kick ass and we don't have that right now. I agree. We are going to see Boston here in the next like three weeks too at home. So that will be interesting to see where we measure up with the possible playoff matchup. Dude, they have eight, eight regular season losses. Eight of them. Yeah, that's, that's incredible season. (laughs) They're a fucking wagon. All right. LGRW. LGRW. What about uh, another big, big game last night for the Sparties? We definitely needed that in the hoops department. Um, 
blowing out Indiana. What was it 80 to 65 or something like that? I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone needed that one. Um, that is associated with Michigan state, obviously the tough loss on Saturday against Michigan, um, where they did what they've been doing all season, just completely melt down in the last five minutes of the game. Um, but yesterday, good to see uh, a big game from Hogarth, big game from Walker. Um, Sissoko played pretty well yesterday, which was good to see. Joey Hauser is just like steady Eddie, which I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> but Joey Hauser has been our most consistent player probably. And let's see what happens with Malik Hall. He's probably our most talented player. And he's probably our biggest underachieving player this year. But it's it's funny. It's like we say it every year. Izzo pisses us off. He does the stupidest things or what we feel are the dumbest things during the regular season. And then they're always ready come March Madness. And, like, does this Indiana win catapult them? Because they have a big game against Iowa coming up. So does a win yeah, like Saturday. this catapult them into March Madness? Do we see one of those Izzo runs with – no star player on the team, and they come together and, and get to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. I think it's going to be very, very interesting. Um, but you know what? Michigan's on life support, too, with that win. I think we could have buried them um, and kept them out of the tournament if we would have finished them off Saturday. And I really thought we would, based on my betting. I just was so convinced that we were winning that game. We but were in control that whole entire game until the last five minutes, and we just couldn't fucking score. No. So if I'm hearing it correctly, Frank, your biggest bet of the weekend was Red Wings cracking. And you had Michigan State. Yeah. So yep. Saturday night, you were, you were hopefully hitting the tables and doing well on the tables or something. Well, I ripped I ripped it Thursday. Like Thursday, okay. like Thursday I had a $100 free bet, um, and I used it on Kubalik Anytime Goal, who was like plus 330. So And he buried okay. twice. Um, and then I had them puck line. I had a money line. I had them just, you know, any fucking way I could take them. And I, they all hit like the wings just made my day. And then you're playing with house money after drinking with three days and Michigan state's playing their biggest rival after, uh, the most tragic thing in the world. Like, what do you think's going to happen? But you know, like a missile's going in. So, uh, that's what happened, but who cares about that? Let's talk about, uh, MSU at Breslin and how, uh, I mean, on the emotional side of things, the electricity in that building to see Breslin like rocking like that, shaking like that. You know, I'm I'm getting chills to see the players screaming at each other. Uh, who's the freshman uh, who who fucking tipped one in and then had a block or a steal out there? I mean, that was incredible. Polar? Yeah, it was unreal. Polar, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just. Uh, the team needed it. The school needed it. It was, uh, it was exactly how it was supposed to happen. And it was awesome that it was, you know, one of the top teams in the big 10 that they beat. I will say, I will say kudos to the is zone. Um, I have made comments these past couple of years, how I felt like it's, it's getting flatter. And yesterday it felt like when we were at, you know, Kalen Lucas, Corey Lucius, uh, the Draymond green years, the Adrian Payne, Keith Appling years, like the is zone felt like it was back yesterday um, and to your point, Frank, like it really amplified that atmosphere on the first game back. It was, hey, let's respect everything at the start of the game. Let's obviously give everyone their their uh, respect and, and show them some some time. Um, but at the end of the day, when the game started, they knew the mission was to now honor those people and to really bring that atmosphere and play Michigan State basketball, which they did. Yeah. 
And it's one of those, it's, it's one of, these are one of the moments like where you, you really do appreciate having uh, a, a legend like Tom Izzo kind of at the helm and, and steering this, you know, uh, I don't For know, sure. tragedy his, of some sort. His speeches lately have been, have been like on point. They yeah. have been really good. They're from the he's heart. Been the, he's been the, almost the face of the healing process. I think we can all agree that. I agree. He's been kind of that face and that that guiding voice to to get everyone to to obviously move past and honor what has happened. Yeah, I and, agree. And I tell you, I'd feel um, a lot better if uh, if every game of the tournament was going to be played at Breslin because I think they're mm-hmm. I think they're eleven and two there. You know, they yes. have, they have seventeen wins, and I think eleven of them. Oh yeah, actually, here it is. 11, yeah, they have eleven of their seventeen wins are at Breslin, and the two losses were Purdue and Northwestern, who are one and two in the division. And Purdue was a tip in at the buzzer. Yeah, right. Or a bucket at the buzzer. Excuse me. So with no fouls called on Edie the entire game. No, so whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but who's keeping track? Literally none. The biggest problem with MSU moving forward for the tournament, like we have the perfect recipe, you know, our seven, eight, nine slot in March Madness, but like our bigs are just they're it's tough. It's gonna be tough with, with the big situation. And it sucks seeing uh our boy Marble kind of rip it up with Texas A and M, right? He has been having a great year. Yeah. Great year. He's and he's he's scoring, which is right. what we're lacking. We have some pretty uh, good bigs that can rebound and play some defense, but we don't have anyone that can you can throw it into and and, and get you a bucket in a tough situation. Yeah, um, and I do, I do feel like you know we kind of went past it just because it was you know it was Saturday. It feels like a while ago, but you know I thought Michigan did a, a great job. You know they put the green lights on. They were cheering us on. They honored us. I do want to say that they did acknowledge obviously uh, the tragedy we're going through and. Uh, you know, none of, none of this shit is good. I don't like it at all, but, uh, for that, for the rivalry as toxic as it is right now to have a moment of like reprieve and, and like human moments for it, I thought was, uh, was a little bit relieving given the situation. Kudos to everyone in Ann Arbor. I second that. All right, cool. Well, it's almost March. Uh, what's his face? The, uh, the we were talking about in the chat piece though the um was it Rothstein the big who's the big uh oh, oh yeah John Ro, uh Ro, Rothstein yeah is it I think <laughs> I think we're I think Rothstein is uh from the movie we're Casino butchering it, yeah but he's like the face of college basketball on on Twitter I swear to God oh it is Rothstein it's John Rothstein yeah, yeah. And, and he already sent out early this year his uh you know his June or January February Izzo april tweet so those are already hitting the internet now (laughs) (laughs) oh all right cool well before we we're gonna play a couple games before we close it out but uh what we're gonna do here since our football is done you know clearly we still have some more sports to talk about a little more than we thought but we're also gonna watch um a show a uh, new one each week or the, or a new episode each week of a show. And if you guys are listening, go watch it, watch it along with us. And then we'll talk about it for, you know, five, 10 minutes, uh, just so we have something to all chat about that we've all watched, you know, cause normally we're watch all watching NFL football and then we talk about it. So now we want to sub something in. So what we're going to pick this week is full swing on Netflix. And we're going to start with the first episode, which I believe is called frenemies. Um, 
I don't know too much about this show, but it was described to me by you, Lou, as uh, what'd you say it was? I said it's kind of like a hard knocks of golf. Dang. Thank you. I like that. So um, we're going to watch that episode one. If you'd like to join us, go ahead. Um, If not, that's fine. I'm excited to check it out. And that's what we'll be discussing on episode 98. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, that too as well. Uh, Yeah. Fizz 98, which sounds like a warp tour or something. Sounds like a festival. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Should we get into it boys? Let's do it. Let's ride. All right. So, in honor of Lent today, I based a game around Lent. So, for all you practicing Catholics, yeah, religion for, podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For all you practicing Catholics, Happy Ash Wednesday to you. Um, for all that not, we love that you're listening. Um, so, the premise of this game is going to be: usually, when you do in Lent, you have forty days of something that you give up, right? So a bad habit, something that you shouldn't be doing, maybe something that you love but isn't good for you. In this game, we're going to have the choice of either doing this activity or habit daily Mm. for 100 days or you have to give it up for 100 days. We tacked on on 60 days too, huh? (laughs) Yes. Okay. 40 (laughs) days is too easy. I had 40 originally when I was doing it, and I said that is way too easy for these habits. So, gentlemen, we're going to start the game. We're going to have five different habits and or scenarios, and the question is you either have to engage in this daily for the next 100 days or you have to give it up for the next 100 days. So habit number one. Frank, I'm going to start with you. God damn it. Okay. Do you want to do this every day or give it up for 100 days? And that is eat dessert with every meal. So you either can eat dessert for 100 days or you have to eat dessert 100 days straight, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Breakfast, <laughs> breakfast dessert? So yeah. I gotta, I gotta get a, I gotta get a fucking crepe stuffed with something. That's right. That's right. All right. For me, this one's, this one's a little easier. Since it, three meals a day for a hundred days eating dessert, uh, I, I think I could give this one up. I don't, I don't have dessert on the regular. Dessert is maybe a one time a week thing for me, like on the weekend, get a little special dessert. Maybe during the week, I'll have a little ice cream cookies and milk. I'll even count that as like dessert after a weekday dinner. Um, I'll give it up. I'll give it up for a hundred days. That one is not, not too tough for me. Um, I mean, by the end of a hundred days, I'll be, you know, getting into something weird, but I I could give that up. Lou. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to follow suit. I'm not like a huge dessert person. So giving it up for a hundred days, isn't like a, 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 a terrible thing for me. I'm a, I'm a once a week, maybe at, at most. So I would say that I would give it up for a hundred days rather than eat dessert three times a day for a hundred days. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. I thought he was literally just saying dinner. And then when he, he tossed it three times a day, three so times a day, I'm going to get diabetes. What's your answer Chandler? Yeah. Chaney um, sweet tooth. Yeah. I would probably say, uh, the same as you guys. Um, I think I'd give up dessert for a hundred days, although it'd be very, very tough. Um, it's going to get harder boys. So just stick with me here. Okay? No, you're good. Real quick on the dessert topic though. I do want to ask, did you guys partake in fat Tuesday and have yourselves a poonchki? Oh yes, sir, sir, sir. I went to Militello's bakery out here in Shelby township. They have the cannoli filled ponchkis. Get out. They yeah, are absolute fire. Yeah. Get out. Yes. So yeah. I did. 
I did too. I had a raspberry one. Oh fuck, raspberry is my favorite. I uh, they got brought to the office and it was a big mystery. It was an absolute grenade or line. Uh, what am I trying to say? Landmine. Trying to pick one out. Well, I ended up with lemon. Uh, it I was don't hate lemon. No, it was better than I thought. Honestly, though, there was so 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 much juice in it that I had to kind of like <laughs> scrape some off. <laughs> I like the donut part a little more, <laughs> but. Belly through a straw. Dude, it was dude, it was crazy. Like I I I had to like dump I was scraping it off and then I like threw it in the trash can. It was like weighing down the trash can how much yellow. It was like neon yellow too. It was like in remember in uh role models when he pisses the Minotaur out and it's like glowing? Yes. That's what it looked like. It looked like from a factory, but it was really good. Let me let me, uh, let me ask you this too, Frank. Was this uh Poonchki from like Meyer or like Kroger, like one of those like shit ass ones? No, it, I don't can i don't count that as a poonchki like those are not fucking poonchkis those no. are like some inbred made those in the back and slapped <laughs> some no i agree like they're just not made with love when they come from corporate you know uh no this yeah. was this was a local uh bake ba- from a bakery yeah it looked like uh okay. it wasn't bomberitos that's my local bakery but it, it was a very it had that feel to it it had like the the stamp on it and it was it was an italian name it was they were fresh it was really good, nice. good here we good. go good okay boys we're gonna get a little harder here okay so next scenario revolves around betting cool. so you either have to give up betting for 100 straight days or you have to bet your least favorite sport every day, <coughs> a WNBA game every day, and you have to watch the full game oh opening tip okay. to final whistle. So you have to carve out two hours every day and bet that game, but you can bet anything else, or you go 100 days without betting. Lou, you're first on this one. Real quick, I have a question before before yes. Lou answers. Question: Is it starting today? Like actually, like uh, yes. February twenty second? Yes. yes, you are missing March Madness if you choose not to do the WNBA. Wow, you throwing in the little extra piece of having to sit and watch the whole game. <laughs> I don't know. That's, even- that's that's a big that's a big big problem because I can easily <laughs> bet on something and fucking throw it to the side and check the account later. Right? Most of the time, Lou. That's gonna say <laughs> pretty common occurrence, actually. Did it last night? Uh, um, but with the season of March Madness around the corner, I would have to be some sicko to think that I'm not gonna be betting on those games the first weekend of March Madness. I will sit in agony. Through every curling event, <laughs> women's basketball, croquet, whatever it is, I will definitely sit down for an hour, two hours, get my action in, and still be able to enjoy the uh, the full extent of, of March Madness with uh, with killing myself for two hours a day in agony of watching that shit. But yes, <laughs> Frank, um, can I can I have two games on at once? Like, can I please have another game on at once? How? You're gonna miss the game. You're gonna miss the good games. Then you got a game cast the other one. You got to you, You're watching. You're locked in to a WNBA game. 
<laughs> like you're a beat writer. I understand. You can actually sniff out a lot of WNBA lines if you put your time to it. Well, that's now right. that's where I'm thinking. At first, it was like, absolutely not. I'm not doing this. Like, I'll just sit out 100 days, and then I'll be back at June 2nd, 2023, in the middle of baseball season, and I can get back into betting. But now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, after 100 days, you should have a pretty good feel on the league. You know, like, you should know your bets. Um, oh, oh yeah. two hours a day, like watch it. I don't know if I could do it. I don't know. I'm going to say I, w- I wouldn't bet. I say I wouldn't bet. I'm going to say I wouldn't bet. Right. I, Frank, I agree with you. I am out on betting. I'm I out. miss the masters. I miss March oh. madness. It would be very tough to not bet on those, but I lose on those every year anyway. So I'd be saving myself money. I could not dedicate two plus hours to watching a WNBA game every day. I mean, that's, a, that's days. a good way to put it too. Like I, uh, like I lose on March Madness and the Masters every year. Like I don't, right. I don't usually come out with money on those. So, if oh, you would have started it, if you would have said like, no, it starts August twenty eighth, I would have been like, mm, that would have yeah, been. Yeah, but tough. you know what tournaments we do tear up a lot is the Big Ten, SEC, ACC, right before March Madness. Those tourneys you can fucking tear up. Yeah, I don't Whoa. though. I lose, I lose money there as well. March Madness. That's but part I of. I always respect athletes. That's you know? part so of March Madness. Athlete doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, I don't sure. know. Go ahead, go ahead. Sure, sure, Lou. All right. Boys, I'm going to ask you a question first. Frank, what is your least favorite alcoholic drink and or beer? Uh, I would say my least favorite, like, liquor in general. Beer is, you know, whatever. I'd say liquor in general, I like, I really don't like gin. I'm not a gin guy. Okay. And Lou, I'm going (laughs) to ask you the same question. What's your least favorite liquor or beer? I'll give you both, actually. My least favorite beer is a Miller Latte, and my wow. least favorite liquor is – this still will haunt me till the day I'm dead uh, – watermelon brunettes. Okay, so we've got a watermelon brunettes and a gin. So, gentlemen, you do not get to drink for the next 100 days, or you have to have one drink, which is equivalent to one shot, with your least favorite liquor in it, Frank. You drinking one drink of gin every day for the next 100 days, or are you going clean? All right, so a little stipulation here. You 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 guys remember the start of the show where I was, like, crying? Um, <laughs> like, and I'm still crying inside, so it's just a weird week for you to ask me. Like, like I got back from this trip. Like, I'm never going back again. I'm going to give up liquor for Lent. I'm going to start reading the Bible. Like, I was, like, a juice juice cleanse. I'm changing my ways. So will be fine in and- that's what I mean. I by yeah, I mean by I got hockey tomorrow. I'm sure I'll have a few pops and be ready to go for the weekend. But um, you guys know how that goes. So like in this brain, I would say for a hundred days, I'm not going to drink. In in tomorrow and Friday, when I get out of this body, one shot a day. Fuck it, let's just do it. Give me the shot every day of gin. Lou, watermelon burnets on the daily. Hundred days off. You, you cut out. You cut out, big man. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties on the virtual front. Lou, you there? I think you're muted. You might have muted yourself. Uh, don't miss this from COVID. Maybe pop the headphones out. Just go right into the speaker. Let's try that. See if that does anything. Yeah, we can hear you now. Yeah, leave it unplugged. Is it better? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, what I was saying, was 
I'm going to have to put the bottle down for 100 days, brother. I'm not taking a shot of watermelon brunettes for 100 days in a row just so I can enjoy it <laughs> later on. All right. I'm going to have to give it up for a huno, and then I'm coming back full steam, uh, well rested, ready to go after that 100-day mark. So, yes, I'll have to pass. So, Frank, not in your current mindset. You're doing the one drink of gin every day. I mean, days. yeah, if you're asking me how I actually feel right now, yeah, like I'm still debating giving up actual alcohol for Lent. I mean, I know that's not going to happen. I'm just, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm fucking Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, I'm two-faced right now. You know what I mean? There's, in, in, inside you lives two wolves. Like I'm doing that shit right now. All right. Right, right. So mine is Southern Comfort. I hate Southern oh! Comfort. It tastes like syrup. I'm not a big Southern Comfort guy, um, but it's one shot a day. Um, it's probably something you just got to gut down at one point in time, maybe with dinner, maybe before you go to bed. I mean, it, it, I, no stipulation on when you do it. So for me, I'm doing the one shot a day of Southern comfort instead of giving up a hundred days of drinking <laughs> too many things going on, too many golf rounds going to happen in the next hundred days. I'm not giving up drinking for the next hundred days. So we're getting better boys. We're, we're getting better, all right? We're getting better with these questions. So, number four, speaking of golf, for the next 100 days, Lou, do you want to go to the driving range or not go at all? This does not include rounds of golf. You're allowed to play rounds of golf the next 100 days. You just would not be allowed to go to the driving range prior to the round or during the week or – you have to hit a large bucket, not a medium, a large bucket, 88 balls every day for the next 100 days <laughs> and the time that goes with it. Lou, what are you doing? Okay. So hold on. Let me make sure I understand this question. Uh, you, I have to go to the driving range for 100 days. Yes. And, and I'm allowed to play golf still or I yes. can play. Okay. I gotcha. Or if I give up the driving range, I can't golf for 100 days. No, you can golf. You can't practice. Okay. You can never hit the range. You can never you. hit the range. Oh, dude, I, I don't really hit the range anyway. Like, that range is for fucking people who suck. Like, I go out there, <laughs> I'm ready to fucking play on the tee box hole one. I don't need to go and, like, take 100 swings before the round. Like, I'm oiled up walking out to tee box one. That is no issue for me. Um, yeah, fuck the driving range. Get right out there and let them rip. Yeah, I'm with I'm with Lou. I'm just gonna jump right on that one. There, I don't need the range. I mean, I'm bad at golf and like I stink, but I just wouldn't. I just I don't go to the range that much anyways, which is apparent in my game. So I would just continue to stink and not practice and go to golf. No, I am go. I am going with option A of getting a large bucket for the next 100 days. That's why I consistently beat the piss out of Lou in our league is because I actually <laughs> do go to the range. More or less, I actually yes. do go to the range. I actually practice my craft. Oh, God. He yelled so loud he cut out. Yeah. With, I got with, frozen shanty. Yeah, so do I. Am I still there? Now you are. Oh, you're yeah, back. Now you're back. Okay, gotcha. Long and short, go to the range. You get much better than if you're just playing golf. So I'm taking 100 straight days of large bucket at the range. And last one, it's a topic of Champagne Athletics every week. It's a topic near and dear to us. Frank, 100 straight days of one meal of fast food each day or 100 days of no fast food. So this is different than dessert. It's only one meal per day but you have to have fast food 
which is McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell, KFC, Arby's every day, or you can't have any of those for the next 100. Um, I just had a thought of what if we combined all five of these and like you said you were going to do all the shit. It would, <laughs> you'd have to, you have to block <laughs> off like four hours a day and you just feel like complete garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, Shady, like the things you're mentioning here, like have my wheels turning, like maybe I should not drink for a hundred days. Maybe I should not get fast food for a hundred days. And the fact that like my buddies are pinning these questions on me as tough answers says a lot about me. I'm just fucking trash, man. I'm a trash bag. Maybe I need to make some fucking changes. See, I'm still crying from the weekend. I'm giving up fast food. I got to give it up. There's no way I could eat it like a hundred days in a row. There's, I would I'd be the fucking supersize me guy throwing up every five seconds. I wouldn't be able to fucking breathe. I'd have so much acne. It would, I would remind me of high school all over again. No, I don't need the fast food. Done with this fucking, done with this shit. Lou. Yeah. I'm going to have to follow suit with Frank after my McDonald's order post Super Bowl. I like, I'm not kidding you. It scarred me a little bit. And I, I just like, I'm, I'm scared to go back to any fast food place besides Taco Bell, the, the Holy grail. Um, but I could give up Taco Bell for a hundred days if I needed to, to avoid ever eating that fucking McDonald's again. So I would grind out the hundred and amen. Amen. I brought this up. This is my Lent this year. No fast food, no pop for the next 40 days for me. So I'm already almost halfway home. I could probably do it for another 60. We had our final send-off last night, me and my wife. $33 Taco Bell order. We crushed about eight or nine items on the menu. And uh, I'm ready to give it up for the next six weeks. So I'm going with you guys and not eating fast food for the next 100 days. I hope you like the game. Loved it. Let's get to over-under. Amen. Quick last Love notes it. on uh, Lent there. Did you you guys heard any uh, good unique ones this year in addition to like – so the big, basically what I'm trying to say is I heard someone's going to give up. I mean, the person who said this I don't think is actually going to do it, but they said they were thinking of giving up uh, DoorDash, and I thought that was a good one. You know, I mean, it's not necessarily like you're giving up the shitty food, but you're, you're, you're giving up a piece of the laziness and maybe a barrier to getting, you know – or you're adding a barrier to getting the shitty food. So I thought that was a pretty good one. Yeah. I I heard someone say it's not like unique or anything, but like I get, I guess they're addicted to Netflix. So they're giving up Netflix for the next 40 days, but that's not a bad one. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like myself included, you kind of do some of the easier shit. Like I'm not giving up drinking. I'm not giving up smoking weed. Like Mm -hmm. the real hard shit. You know, I'm giving up the semi hard shit. I'm not making a foundational change here. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm on the same page. I almost got to the point where I'm like, why am I even fucking giving anything up at this point? Like, who am I kidding? I I mean, hand up. I don't like, I don't do this. (laughs) So like, I'm just playing the game, whatever. I'll lie to myself and say I'm giving up something for a couple of weeks, but other than that, it's no uh, it's no skin off my back. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give up. I'll give up three day benders in Saint Ignace. <laughs> All right, here we go. Over under. Jer Bear uh, sent over the list. LGRW is always hot street cooking. I know he's watching every single game out there. Um, hoping to see him at the Champagne Showcase. Going to plug that really quick. Champagne Showcase is next Saturday at Clark Park. March 4th, 
Pizzo and I strapping up for Team Champagne. Hopefully, Channy's going to be there behind the bench with Jerry coaching the team to victory. Um, but if you guys have nothing going on next Saturday, from 2 to 5, we'll be out there playing hockey, hopefully weather permitting. Um, if you haven't seen Clark Park and you're a hockey fan, you're missing out. It's one of the coolest spots in the city. Outdoor rink with the view of the bridge. So cool in southwest Detroit. Um, also, if you do go to the website, champagneathletics.com, uh, you click shop. If you go to collections, I am selling t-shirts there uh, where proceeds will go to Clark Park if you can't attend the match or if you can attend it and buy a shirt. You can do it both. Um, but wanted to plug that champagne showcase. You'll see it all over my story and everything um, in the next coming week. Let's get into over under number one on the list leading off with you, Channy. Number one, ribs. Ribs. Ribs are underrated. Um, Chili's always had good ribs growing up. But the real spots that have good ribs, Kit Kat Club, 25 in Romeo Plank, Macomb Township, Michigan, an absolute staple. And I'm a big St. Louis ribs guy, so I like it a little more vinegary, a little more uh, lean. Ribs, underrated. I have them about once or twice a month. Love it. You have ribs, you have ribs once or twice a month? Yeah, I'd say on average because you know why? I rip it up in the summer. I have ribs a lot in the summer. I love that. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll follow that as well. I love ribs. Severely underrated. Um, definitely more of a, a summer thing for sure. But I will. I'm good for ribs at least once a month in love the that. winter. Love that. No question asked. Uh, uh, Big Al's Firehouse at uh, 22 and Shaner is a staple rib spot for me. It's not Big Al's anymore. It's like Shelby tavern or some shit but they still got the ribs popping i love ribs underrated yeah and that's if i'm getting ribs that's the name that's the kind of name i want i want big owls you know <laughs> like nasty fuck nuts you know like yes. something like that like just something like completely just kind of like derogatory or like you right. know they're not hiding that there's there's not a lot of health going on at the place you know it has like a c rating for like health code that's where i want to get my ribs ribs are so underrated ribs rock they're so fun to eat um, especially when they're made right. My mom makes awesome fucking ribs. She taught me how to make ribs like a year or two ago. I made them it was actually easier than I thought. If you get good meat, they're not that, I mean, they're hard to fuck up. If you have the time, they're actually kind of fun to make. Yeah, they're great. They're awesome. And then I think actually my favorite with ribs is kind of like leftover ribs and you throw them on like a piece of bread and you just eat it like that. Maybe, maybe throw some more sauce that. on it. Like even cold. I love them. Like, so ribs rock. Yep. Got me thinking of ribs now. Um, Okay, number two uh, for Lou, NBA All-Star Weekend, either this year or just in general. Um, I'm going to go with overrated. I'm not a big fan of any All-Star Weekend, to be honest with you. Um, I'll keep it short and sweet, overrated. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I, I don't. I, I overrated is what I'm trying to say. I didn't even know it was on this weekend. I saw some highlights and there's like some white guy dunking. Um, I didn't get into it at all. Didn't watch it. Don't know what's going on. NBA all-star game. Um, overrated. It's a pitiful. It's a disgrace. The level of effort put out that weekend is God awful. All these beat writers are saying that they try harder in their summer games than they do on, on the all-star game. It's a disgrace. Cancel the game. Give it a title. Give everyone a week off and come back. Overrated. It's a shame what's happened to these all-star games. All right, number three 
for me, washing your hands after using the bathroom at home. Um, I'm not <laughs> okay. Here's the deal. The at home was a nice little step. No, no, I, and it, it was like on the next line, so I had to like kind of like I don't know, I had to find it. But um, washing your hands after using the bathroom at home. Hey, I don't judge anyone here, and I'm not lying when I say this. I, I'll say it's underrated. Uh, I, I am just, I'm one of those nerds who washes my hands every time I use the bathroom, even if I'm at home, no matter what, uh, get the soap and water going. Uh, I'm the, I like let my hands dry out. I wash my hands so much. So, but no judgment either way. In fact, you guys can make fun of me if you don't, if you don't do that. Who's up next? Sure, sure, (laughs) sure. Yeah. I wash my hands every time I go to the bathroom at home. Sure. Overrated. I'm going in there, popping in, popping out. It's it's me. I'm not around anybody. So, no, I'm not doing it every time. I, uh, I Overrated. That's all I'm going to divulge. <laughs> Unless I'm taking a shit, I'm not worried about washing my hands after, after I go to the bathroom at my own home. Um, so I will go with overrated as well. Um Unless a shit is taking place, then I always wash my hands after that. I should clarify: I do use the I use the toilet water to wash them. I just <laughs> just fill the bowl with soap and kind of mix her up and get it going. Number four: college basketball before March Madness. I don't know who's up. You know, you know I'm lost. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm going to start it off. I'm a big college basketball guy. I still like college basketball. I love the atmosphere on campus, regardless of the sport, whether it's football or Quidditch. There's something about going on campus. Uh, college basketball, pre-March Madness, underrated. Yeah, and I'll follow that. I, I was just talking about it earlier, but I love the conference championships as well, like SEC, ACC, Big Ten, you know, all those games. Um, big fan, love college hoops, underrated. I'll be honest, I don't watch a lot of it. I'm watching football, I'm watching hockey, I'm watching other stuff. So I get into college basketball right around this time every year. But to call the rest of the season like overrated, I think would be a stretch for me because, I mean, I went to Michigan State and MSU hoops starts in what, October? So uh, definitely not overrated, you know, definitely more entertaining towards this time of year. So I'm going to say it's uh, it's underrated. It's underrated. I'm with you guys. Okay. All right. Number five. I think Jerry wrote this one for me. This is a little bit of a throwback uh, to our high school days, but he wrote smoking weed out of a bowl from your local gas station. I think you, are you up Lou? Is it me? Yeah. Oh, underrated. Of course. (laughs) I mean, you got to Whatever you can find. If you got to get the job done, whether it's a pop can, a a bowl, a a chillum, a steamroller, a bong, a gravity bong, a J, a blunt, (laughs) It's up to you. You find your piece that works well for you and you get the job done underrated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The smoking weed out of a bowl from your local gas station is, is a rite of passage. It's part of it. In fact, that bowl from a local gas station at points in your young smoking career could feel like a luxury compared to the Aquafina bottle, the apple or the Coca-Cola can, the big K can, whatever you are smoking out of, uh, the $10 bowl from your local gas station that has a rounded bottom so it doesn't sit flat and it's actually made for a left-handed person, that was my local gas station bowl, and I still have it just in case of an emergency because you never, ever know. Underrated. Shout out Zaz at Nine and Harper. There we go. Underrated. You guys hit all the points. Support your local business. Smoke <laughs> weed. <laughs> I fucking love that. All right, boys. Well, on that note, we're wrapping up. 
we're wrapping up Fizz 97, uh, which feels like a fucking tour, like I said. Um, but we're wrapping it up. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you guys checking in. Football's done, but we are not. Uh, we're riding this thing all the way through summer into football season again. So don't forget to tell a friend. Pass it along. We want to keep growing this thing. We're having a lot of fun doing it. We appreciate all the support. Good luck on all your bets this weekend. And if you are listening on Spotify or Apple, as always, please write us a review or rate us five stars. We would really appreciate it. We will see you next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. LGRW. Peace. See you.